What's up, guy? What's up, guy? How you doing? Not too bad, brother. Just chilling. Where out in on the East Coast are you again? Uh, West Virginia, like the Eastern Panhandle. So not oh, like. Uh, okay. I can't. I'm, say- oh, I'm sorry. I'm like a little bit outside of DC. Oh, okay. I got you. I don't. Th- I don't think I've actually met anybody because I grew up on the West Coast. I don't think I've actually met anybody that's from, you know, kind of like that general area. So that's that's really funny, actually. Yeah, I'm from like right outside of DC, like uh, Northern Virginia area, and then uh, prices are just so damn expensive there that. Uh, and the wife has horses, so when it was time for us to buy a house, it was like, well, can't afford anything here. We're gonna go west. <laughs> oh, she's got horses. Yeah, yeah, we have. She only has three, but we have ten here. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a handful. What does she? What does she do with them? Like, does she like show them, or is it just kind of like hobby? You know, you just kind of hang out with them. She does. Uh, it's called mounted games. It's like uh, relay races on horseback, like fast paced relay races. Oh, okay. sort of like barrel racing, but uh, a little different. They've got a bunch of different games they play. Um, but it's uh, when she first told me she rode horses, I was like, oh man, like. We were dating. She's like, hey, come to my horse thing. I was like, fuck, this is going to suck. Like, I pictured the horses like dancing. It's like, man, I don't want to do this shit. And then I saw it and I was like, okay, I can watch this. This is good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's a, that. Okay. Yeah. No, it's, I, I'm assuming that did you like ever grow up play animals or anything big like that? Or it's like just like a dog? Uh, dogs and dogs and cats and at my house. And then uh, when I started, I started dating her in college. So it's been a little while. Uh, I've been around horses ever since. So. Horses, and we did cattle for a little while too. I know you do cattle. Um, we, we we got some cows running around here. Yeah, just a few, <laughs> just, just a couple. Okay, <laughs> cool, man. that's right on. So, like, how how much do you help out with that nowadays? Uh, a good bit. Like on the weekends, like I would. I mean, it's pouring rain here today, but I was supposed to be tearing out a fence. She's putting in like a new riding like ring slash arena. So I'm supposed to be tearing out fencing. Um, uh, she's at a wedding. She does like uh, wedding photography on the side. So she's oh. at a wedding. So it was supposed to be me slaving away this weekend, but uh, the ring, uh, the ring gave me the day off for football. <laughs> for you, man. Okay. Oh, what, what's your college team? Are you like, did you go to a big college? You know, do you follow? Oh uh, man, I uh, I went to like Blue Ridge Community College, which is by JMU. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I went there. I didn't finish. Um, just kind of ended up coming home. Um. And then I've done a bunch of things since then, a bunch of different careers. Uh, and I've found myself into coaching and personal training. <laughs> okay, that, that's pretty cool. Well, um, typically what we've been doing for uh, this sort of thing is just having kind of like the stupid little icebreaker question right at the beginning. So um, something super unrelated to coaching. So um, do you think aliens exist? Definitely. Yeah. Aliens, ghost, sign me up. Oh, you're a ghost yeah. guy too, huh? Man, I've, I had a house and it was in college that like, there were just so many things you couldn't explain. Um, noises, just things that is like, okay, yep, there's something going on here. Like uh, we had, uh, I was dating my wife at the, my, now my wife and uh, her cousin was dating my roommate and my roommate lived above, he was above me in the house. And she'd be like, oh, Reagan and Nate are here and like shoot them a text. And they're like, yo, we're not at the house. Like, you're by yourself. And I was like, okay, all right. It, it got to the point where she okay. wouldn't stay at my house. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like that's a super East Coast thing, too. Like, it's like I, I grew up in Washington State. So, 
like we, there was never really anything big on like ghost stories or anything but i feel like if there ever is it's always like in the south or somewhere in the east coast you know what i'm yeah. saying so <laughs> just all these old british people are haunting the east coast for some reason pretty much the colonials that's all that's all that's left <laughs> okay well uh that, thank, thank you for indulging indulging me in that um, <laughs> so yeah dude thanks thanks again for coming on it's my man tony kind of kind of got screwed there at the end but um just uh getting his car broken down so thanks for hopping on last minute no worries no worries like i said the rain gave me a weekend off so uh i got time <laughs> it's it's better than putting it in the fence so i can't blame you <laughs> 100 <laughs> percent. and so um what, what caught you into coaching so i know you said that you you've been you've done a bunch of stuff in the past but i guess kind of, what kind of brought you to this point um so i was a personal trainer back at like i was 21 i'm 30 i'll be 34 in a couple months um and i kind of left the industry i worked for a big box gym um and didn't realize that there were other options other like facets to to do that in so it's something that i always like really enjoyed but i kind of fell out of it um, I was working at a brewery, uh, and I had started, a, it, what forked up nutrition originally was, was a meal prep business. Um, okay. I was making, they were healthy meals, but, uh, I put a spin on it where like, uh, I had a recipe for like a five layer burrito, uh, pizza, uh, yeah, just different things like where like for a five layer burrito, like if you use 97 lean ground beef, a tortilla that fits your carbs, like what you're looking for uh greek yogurt for the sour cream you could put a little avocado in there um which is generally healthy and then using like fat-free cheese as your cheese and then crisping the outside of the burrito there's nothing inherently wrong with that meal um the fat-free trees is, cheese is a little processed um so it can cause some gut issues so it's something i had to watch for um my original idea was just running a meal prep business and then i started doing a little bit of coaching and just teaching people how to make those healthy meals like on their own without having to buy my like meal prep um and they kind of went hand in hand so i had people buying my meals and i was coaching them on how to like make the rest of their day um and mixing in a little bit of a bodybuilding style um to some of the meals um giving them like i called them like forked up meals um and I just kind of, it was very hard to manage and it was very hard to, like if someone had a problem and I had something with 10 ingredients in it, I, I'm not sure what's irritating you or what's pissing like your gut off. Okay. Um, and that, that you can run into that with that super processed like food for some people and some people did it just fine. Um, but it was something that I, I kind of ended up progressing out of. Now it's definitely something I still use with my lifestyle clients where like teaching them how to make like, like if I write hundred grams of chicken, 30 grams from a tortilla or a wrap, and 100 grams of veggies like i'm trying to teach them that i don't want them to just make like don't just make chicken lettuce and whatever sugar-free barbecue like you don't have to do that you could do chicken uh taco seasoning peppers and onions and plain greek yogurt and you have like a, a mexican burrito um so that's kind of part of i still have a little bit of that in me um but as i as i got deeper and i ended up folding the meal prep business um, but as I got deeper into it, I realized that, uh, I kind of enjoyed the bodybuilding coaching more, um, getting into more of that competitive side of things, uh, working with Matt and everything, seeing what he does, learning from him and just kind of trying to figure out how, how to take it to the next step. Um, I started doing like lifestyle and then a little bit of competition prep. Um, and I still, like I said, carry some of those things over, but I kind of stumbled into it, I guess is the, the long answer. I stumbled into kind of coaching, 
Um, it wasn't like my original intent, like, Hey, I'm going to coach. I started a meal prep business and just kind of found myself here. That's really interesting. I, f- I feel like you would typically see that kind of like the other way around, you know, like people go into like more of the actual coaching side and then like try and build like more of that meal prep stuff on the side. So that, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like I said, it, I love, I love the meal prep thing, but I was also cooking from my home. Um, and it was just selling to like family and friends, just trying to get my feet under me. Um, so it was nothing that I needed to get a commercial kitchen. And that's where I had problems like securing a commercial kitchen without spending astronomical amounts of money. Um, so it kind of ended up, it just, I ended up having to fold. And then in my gym, the gym that uh, I'm now part owner of it ended up opening. Um, and I ended up being like the, the head trainer there. So that, uh, that occupied the rest of my time. And, uh, the meal prep definitely swallowed a lot of time. How, how, how long a day were you like spending just trying to cook all this stuff? I, like, I'm assuming it's, it, it's obviously like a full-time job, but like, I'm just trying to like conceptualize how, how long cooking it was, would take. I had it down. I had it down really well. I honestly could do it. Uh, if I shopped Saturday, uh, I could cook some, maybe some Saturday night, I could do some pre-prep. Um, and then Sunday I would literally destroy my kitchen. I'd have like eight or 10 different meal options. I was cooking like 140, 150 meals at my most and then delivering most of them. Um, like my wife had some people at work, so she would just be able to take those to work. But for the most part, I was delivering most of the meals. Um, it would take me all day Sunday and my kitchen, my family, uh, definitely doesn't miss the meal prep. My kitchen was absolutely just destroyed. Um, (laughs) everything was just destroyed. It was, it was a mess. And, but it was, it was me hustling all day Sunday, like no time for anything else. Um, Saturday, Sunday, like if someone wanted to, like if my wife wanted to go somewhere for the weekend or someone wanted to do something, it wasn't an option of like, all right, I'm going to take this weekend off. Like I was ham- like, I was stuck here for the weekend. Um, and I very rarely tried to like take vacation. I gotcha. What, how'd you come up with forked up? Like the name of it. So like the way I thought of it, like when I originally like opened was it, it's, it's fucked up nutrition. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's fucked up. Like it's, uh, some of the stuff that I was using, it was like all, a lot of like fat free processed shit. Um, like I taught people how to make like healthy French toast and stuff like that, which that one I still kind of work, I can still work in a little bit with just a little sugar-free syrup. But, um, a lot of the stuff just had a lot of like, Oh, let's put this fat free cheese on here. Um, the sugar-free sauce, everything was just so chemically laden. So I was like, that's kind of fucked up nutrition. Like, and, uh, my, my buddy that put a logo together for me, he kind of ran with the idea, like the negative of my, like, if you see my shirt, the negative of my logo is F you. Um, so oh fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, he came up with a pretty good logo and pretty good concept for it. Um, and again, when I, when I switched into coaching, I didn't, I wasn't like, all right, well, I'm going to fold this company and make a new name. It still kind of worked. And, uh, like half the people in not my town, but like there's a, I went to visit another gym that's like local, uh, not long ago. And they're like, Oh, you're that Mr. Forked up guy. And I'm like, yes. So it, it, it the naming and the branding kind of worked. Uh, so I just ran with it. That's better than people calling you the fucked up guy, I guess, but fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Uh, what's the name of the gym that you're, that you're a part owner of? Uh, it's true performance fitness, true performance fitness. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of bodybuilding style. We have like, uh, we have five giant like garage bay doors. So in the summertime, spring, we can just open the doors. We have some big fans inside. 
Um, and we have a posing room, but we also have like jujitsu and we have a giant turf area for like any sort of like sled drags or anything like that. So we kind of have a mix of like a little bit of everything. We have a strongman community. We have a powerlifting community. Um, so we kind of mixed a little bit of everything under one roof. It's not like strictly a bodybuilding gym. Damn, that must be huge. Uh, we, yeah, it's uh, 15,000 square feet right now. Okay. When did that open up? We opened end of August. We just had our two-year anniversary last month. So we've been open two years. And uh, I think we just hit uh, like 1,900 members somewhere in there. Dude, holy hell. Okay. Yeah, that's way bigger than my gym. But then again, I mean, that that's like the size of Billings anyway. It's your entire gym. So... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're just so like, if you, I know you're not familiar with the area. We're just so like, there's definitely people that live here that commute to DC. We're like an hour and 15 outside of DC, but because we're in West Virginia, we're just, it's cheaper to live out here. Um, We get a lot of those commuters. So we still have like a pretty in that Eastern panhandle. It's not like the rest of West Virginia where it's super rural. Like we're rural, but we're not uh, we, I can still go. Like I was talking the other day, I can still go and get like, any fast food or any like big chain restaurant like that I want within 15, 20 minutes. Like we're, we've kind of got that happy medium of like rural and still populated. Yeah. Not too far out of town, but not so much that you live in the freaking boonies somewhere. So no, that's yeah. nice. That's, <laughs> that's a good place to live. Uh, exactly. How many do you have just, just out of curiosity since you guys got horses? Uh, 18 and a half. Oh, that's a good amount, dude. That's real good. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, I like that. Um, no, that's really cool. So, yeah, I, I know you're a Berserka guy. I, I'm pretty sure that's where I originally saw you like a long time ago. And just, I I always try and follow as many of like coaches guys as I can. So, how long have you been working with Matt? I started with Matt. Hey, I want to say, was it pre pandemic? I've been with Matt three or four years. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. We we took like a year and a half almost. Uh, actually, it was two years for my first uh, first prep with him. Um, we took a lot of time building um, and then decided to come down and compete. Uh, I was supposed to compete again this fall with him, uh, but I had I ended up having a concussion. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of set me back for a little bit. Uh, so hopefully next spring or sometime next year, we'll we'll hop back up there. Nice, right on. Um, what what made you kind of decide to start start working with Matt versus like anybody else? Man, I lucked into Matt. <laughs> I actually I had originally hit up uh, I had hit up Nick Walker. Uh, it was just kind of like my favorite bodybuilder. Um, so okay. I kind of hit him up. He was doing coaching at the time, and I hit up Nick, and I was like, "Hey, like, are you doing coaching?" And he's like, "I'm not right now, but my man Matt is." And I hit up Matt, and uh, the rest is kind of history. I started working with Matt literally probably a week or two later. Um, and Matt has helped me tremendously um, as far as like not just uh, like in my physique and the way, like helping me, um, but uh, he also did a little bit of coaching for me too, where helping me kind of get my feet under me coaching wise uh, when I decided to go full bore. So um, he's definitely helped me a ton. All, all those dudes, man, like him and Tavish and like Nick Loth, they're, they're all just like good people. So that, that's it's really cool that they just kind of um, still really hope. Oops, I'm smelling up coffee there. <laughs> it's really helps crime. Really help uh, keep bringing up. I don't want to call us the young guys, but like the newer guys coming along. So that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um. Don't. What's 
Okay, so you said fall. No, no, I'm sorry. You were thinking this fall, and I were thinking next spring, right? Yeah, spring, fall. I we I haven't uh, read like I know we moved back to spring. Um, we got a little like gut stuff we're working through right now, which we think kind of may have stemmed from my like my concussion got me pretty damn good. Um, some symptoms you wouldn't usually think like with concussions. Um, so it sidelined me for for quite a while, and I think I'm still dealing with a little bit of it. Um, so once we get through those, we'll kind of have a better picture, but I know right now we're still focused on just, uh, getting my gut a little bit happier. I'm on a big gut kick right now too. So don't kind of, kind of run me through what, what sort of your problems are. Uh, I mean, we think that the, the concussion, like, uh, there's some studies that Matt found that, uh, it can zap some, uh, like good bacteria out of your gut, uh, getting a concussion. And we looked back at like my, uh, my check-ins and leading up to, cause we kind of were, we, we tried a couple things and we did a GI map. I did have a little bit of like a uh, little bit of showing of like SIBO and leaky gut, of course, that's kind of standard, um, some inflammation. So we did, we went through some protocols and everything like that. Um, but like it, it's, it's clockwork, man. My, meal two, no matter what time, like I ate it a little bit later today, but meal two, I generally get like a little bubbly, a little upset. Um, I found in the past few weeks, like a couple things that might trigger it. And I've kind of pulled back on like, uh, no bubbly caffeine drinks or anything like that. No energy drinks. Um, just kind of trying no like I, I'm a spicy fan. So no spicy things, um, things that might make it a little bit worse. Um, but just kind of a little bit of bubbliness and not quite as, as solid when it does do that. And it kind of zaps my appetite for a couple hours. Um, but, uh, I think we're, I think we're on the right track of getting that fixed. So, uh, hopefully soon we're clear and we're, we're back and rolling. What well, what's your, what's your top column about? What's your go? Yeah. It's, it's gotta be like, maybe like Frank's red hot or, uh, yeah. I don't know if you have, uh, you got Melinda's like hot sauces out there. We do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dude, Melinda's the black truffle hot sauce that comes from Melinda's. I can only find it at Walmart out here. But the black truffle hot sauce is fucking money, man. The, the um, only one I've no, that's not true. I've tried like the pizza hot sauce. That one's damn good. Ooh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, dude, it's like, it's like I'm eating a pizza every time. It's so good. Um, that yeah, it's that one that they had another one. It's oh, it was like a spicy Thai or something. Oh yeah, they have a Thai chili one. I actually I have that one in the fridge now. I'll toss in a little bit. They have like a habanero honey mustard that's pretty good. They got but again, stuff. see the theme. Everything I get is spicy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that yeah, dude. I mean, I mean, with even my stuff right now, it's like I've been almost like just raw dogging all my food right now. Just salt, just making making sure I can get all my food down right now. It sucks, but yeah, I do a fair bit of that right now too. There, there, there's hope. There's hope for the future. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, hopefully once we clear all that, uh, we get uh, we get moving in the right direction. I'll I'll touch base with them and kind of uh, see what the plan is. But I know our last most recent plan was was the spring. My wife will probably do the spring as well too, so it kind of works out. We we don't usually kill each other in prep, so that's a good. Thing. <laughs> that, that is good. Um, okay, so what's your wife's name again? I'm sorry. Uh, Brett. Brett. Okay, and she she's bikini, correct? Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, and then she shooting for her pro card. Is that right? Yeah, they're gonna try a national show this year. I think the um, oh shit, uh, 
Man, there's so many damn names. The one in Charleston uh, might be Junior USA's. Okay, I know it's in Charleston. Uh, it's one of the one of the national shows. I think that's the the one that they're eyeing currently. Um, gotcha. So we'll we'll see. Um, she'll have her. She'll have to requalify. Um, she thought she was taking the year off, um, and then kind of ended up back with her. She ended up with Matt. She was not with Matt previously. Um, kind of ended up with Matt to give a run with Matt. Um, and I think this, she'll, we'll see what happens after that. Okay, nice. How, how long has she been competing? She's the same as me, man. She, uh, I think she's just from being on a farm and everything, she was able to transition really quickly to get to the level that she's, she can compete at. Um, just from growing up, we did a little bit of lifting. Like I said, I was a personal trainer and I've been with her forever. So we've gone through like phases of lifting, but never like this focused. Um, so she's only been competing. Uh, this would be, this would be her third year competing, I believe. Okay. So she's been doing, doing it for a hot second. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, cool. That how I can't, I can't remember. I could have sworn did she, she didn't win a show last, last year, right? She won, uh, they did uh, the Ultimate Grand Prix in Florida. La- was that last year? Yeah. We did the Ultimate Grand Prix together in Florida last year. Um, and she won her class. And then Nationals was in December in Florida. Um, so we flew back down to Nationals in December. And she ended up placing, uh, she did seventh. She got seventh out of uh, um, 35 girls, I think, in her class or 30-some girls. Damn. Okay. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Good for her. So did oh no, never mind. Um I'm trying to think. Um I should probably knock out some of these questions I got. <laughs> <laughs> uh what is something you used to believe about coaching and just like fitness bodybuilding that you either don't believe now or you believe even more? I, I, the probably thing that I don't believe is and we kind of already touched on it was just that. Like I, I definitely came into it, uh, thinking that I could definitely focus solely on those like super creative, super processed meals. Um, and I thought that like, I'm sure that there are definitely some people that can handle and eat all of that stuff and still like a great, yeah, exact perfect example. Like there's people there that need a ton of like processed shit. That's just junk and end up with like a great physique. Um, I'm not denying that it's possible, but I think that, um, for general population that there's just, you need to eat a certain like clean cleanness of food or whole foods, um, minimally processed. And it's, it's the best key to like success or at least feeling your best. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's something that I just, I don't put my full faith in, but again, I, I still took some of those like roots. Um, but it's, it's at a much smaller scale, much less like processed junk, um, and it makes it a lot easier for me if they do have a problem to sift it out, figure out what the trigger is and kind of rotate and pick a new, new option. Um, but I know the lifestyle people don't want to eat chicken and rice and broccoli every day, uh, or <laughs> I don't want to whatever that. I hate broccoli, bro. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> to been someone that doesn't need to hop on stage, like, Hey, these are your six meals. Like there are five meals or whatever it is. Like, this is what you're hammering today. Um, just teaching them how to, to still make some cool, creative meals. Um, I did stick with that, but again, I just don't do to the level of like process shit where I thought that 
I could get away with that where I, I, I guess you just can't. Or yeah, I, 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 I tried to come up with like my own little like recipe book a long time ago, just to, so I can hand people. Cause I, I had some lifestyle people who are like, what else can I add to my chicken and rice? I'm like, well, what are you putting on it right now? Like, uh, just salt and pepper. I'm like, <laughs> you, have you been to the condiment aisle at, at Albertsons or anything? You know, like there's a lot of those. Literally, there's a list of hot sauces or sugar-free ketchup or other spices you could throw on this guy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, definitely. It's just like you, th- there's a level of creativity that you can have and still and still be really s- successful. Just just like you're saying. So yeah, yep. So again, that's something I kind of. I, I believe really heavily in it. And uh, it's just something that as I've, as I've progressed through the years, like I've been doing this, I think four or five years um, as I've progressed through, it's just something that to the level that I was working at when I started, I, it's just something you can't, I, I don't believe in anymore at least. Yeah. So, I mean, shoot, even I tried doing that. Like, Oh gosh, it was, I think it was like the second coach I used the, the, the first, first guy I used, like, um, I, I really didn't see any progress with him. He was one of my buddy's coaches. And then I, I, I don't know how I found this other guy. I, th- I think it was through like Reddit or something. He was this big time, like keto coach, Like he was specifically like keto. Oh, and you, yeah, oh yeah, that's, I got, I got messed up from this guy. The, I, I've spent like the last two, three years trying to like get myself out of this hole, but that, that's a whole different topic of discussion. But <laughs> like that, all about like all the sugar-free stuff, or like just just trying to make it, it's like the food volume sort of sort of deal. You know what I'm talking about? Just trying yeah. to eat as much food as you can, minimal calories. It just my my gut got so destroyed from that. I feel like, and I'm still trying to deal with that. So, yep, just. It it just it can work. It can work for some people, but like if you don't have the iron gut, like some of these other people, like again, Sam so like I if you watch what that kid eats. I've seen like a couple like highlight videos and stuff like that. And I I again that's gotta be just something where that kid is just so damn like he, he's like and I think they've talked about it on like the the bodybuilding podcast where like he just stays lean naturally. So Oh, it's ridiculous. He can kind of get away with it where and his I guess his gut's holding up as well too. I mean he's still young, but his gut at, at 21, his gut is holding up, which I think at 21, I literally was a dumpster fire. I was drinking and eating whatever I wanted. Um, and I wouldn't, I mean, I was struggling to get above 200 pounds and I was eating like kind of like a bodybuilder, but if someone put pizza in my face, I wasn't turning pizza down. Like eating that and then just going out to parties in college. And I feel like I would wake up the next day and feel fine. So uh, we'll see maybe maybe an age thing kind of will play into that eventually but uh as of now it seems to be working for him eating just some garbage <laughs> i it's honestly i i hope he's just that big of a freak of nature that he, he can carry it out because i i mean it's literally like two gallons of chocolate milk a day and like all <laughs> carbs are coming from like um like bread just sandwiches dude it's it's ridiculous and eating like mcchickens and five guys almost daily at this point i'm just like how is this kid alive? How is this kid this strong? That's stupid. Yeah, I, I'd be fat as a house. <laughs> I for like a little, little like just glass of milk at this point. You know what I'm saying with that? Like puking my gut. <laughs> Fair. But this kid's just rolling, rolling along, eating whatever the hell he wants. But yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. If so, 
I I typically like to have uh, one one meal I like to give pretty much every client, whether because it just seems to work out pretty well. It's a, like maybe it's just like a protein shake and like some fruit and nuts at night. It seems to work pretty well for life lifestyle clients. Do you have do you have like a typical meal you like to pretty much give everybody or at least try and give everybody? Uh, I, I mean, it kind of depends on the situation, but I'm really sure. like I love. And most people, I think, even like the lifestyle people, I can get behind like cream or rice or oats. Um, most of them tend to go oats, but um, I can do cream or rice or oats. But some people, for whatever reason, don't like cream or rice um, with protein powder in it. And then like peanut butter, that seems to be like a, a bread and butter one. Um, rice crispy cereal seems to be really good, especially like, I mean, bodybuilding or lifestyle, like rice crispy cereal with some protein powder in it is fucking delicious. And absolutely, uh, yeah, it's great. And, uh, I mean, the one that Matt, I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen with all of Matt's, like not all of Matt's people, but a lot of Matt's people is those, uh, the Alexia brand French fries. Um, oh, I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Matt's got the, those in some people's plans. And I, I, uh, I think they work well and it gives people like they're eating fries at that point, um, but they're non GMO. Um, so it's a fairly clean source. So you, they're a little processed, but, uh, yeah with the low fat content, I think it's something that we can get away with, but I'd have noticed some, like a couple issues with those, um, where a couple of my clients, like it gives them indigestion or something. So we end up pulling them. But, um, the one that I probably is the most is the, like the oats with, or oats or cream or rice. It ends up being oats for a lot of people with, uh, with protein powder. Where, where are you getting your cream or rice from? Just out of curiosity. Are you like, uh, are you like the orange box guy? Are you the like Gerber? No, nah, orange box. Yeah, orange box. And then, uh, if I, if I want like a little bit of a treat or if, uh, for some reason I don't have protein powder, like in a prep situation, like when protein powders get pulled and it's like, okay, well you're eating chicken, try to stay a little bit fuller and cream of rice. Um, I'll go and get like flavor gang or pride foods and get those flavored cream of rices. Are those pretty good? I, I've never had those yet. They're pretty damn good. It's like, uh, and they have a little bit of a different, like the, the flavor gang one has, um, it's a little softer. Like it doesn't have as much like that sandy texture. It's a little smoother. Mm. Um, and they're like the chocolate ones really damn good. Um, which I, I like though, especially like for carving up too. like, um, you're again, generally you're not eating protein powder when the day of the show. So well, generally, I mean, you're not eating protein powder the day of the show. So right. having, uh, having that as like your flavored carb source, if you know, the person does really well with cream or ice, um, those things are great. Uh, I got to put you on. So there, I realized the other day, it said, you've, you, you know what rice flour is, right? Yeah. It's so I, I thought about it and I, I was even talking to it with my one buddy, Scott. I'm like, isn't rice flour just like even more ground up cream of rice? He's like, is it? Try rice flour, dude. You can get it in bulk. Huh. Is it good? It's even creamier. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah life hack for you. I, I even looked at it because uh, Jordan Peters like has his own brand of it too. He actually does something similar. It's just freaking rice flour. Son of a bitch. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Yeah. Give that a shot. Yeah. I'll have to look at that. Wait, way cheaper too. Uh, do you guys have like Winko's out there? No, no. Okay. That, there, there's this, there's this uh, one, one store out here. You can like, you can it's you can get all the stuff in bulk like you know you pull down the canister freaking thing and just dump it in a bag 
Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. it, you can do that with, they got this one section that's literally like candy or like chocolates, literally anything you can think of. And of course, just this one section also has like all this baking stuff. You can do it with rice flour too. And I just freaking load up on rice flour. Huh. I'm not sure that or see, find something like that. It's the way to do it, dude. And uh, that, like you can specifically get like white, white rice flour or like brown rice flour. Like, not that we need brown because we're trying to digest all this stuff as fast as we can. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's the way to do it. Give it a shot. I'm going to have to because that sounds delicious. I keep, I keep trying to put people on on that. So. <laughs> what's um what's uh what's your favorite add-ins for creamer rice mostly i just go like uh like nut butters uh generally stick to almond butter um nut butters and i mean if the i usually have like um maybe a little bit of fruit in that meal too um whether it be bananas or something so banana like if you do like depending upon like your protein flavor, if you do like chocolate and then you have the nut butter in there and then you have a banana chopped up in there. Um, I get everyone, not everyone, but I tell everyone like, yo, air fry the banana because the banana gets like gooey and then toss it in the, the, uh, cream rice. That shit's money. Oh yeah. Um, and sometimes it's blueberries. And if, I guess if the flavor works, like if it's vanilla with peanut butter, I don't know about peanut butter and blueberries, but, um, one there's usually some sort of fruit in that meal somewhere i've always been a big like cinnamon and vanilla guy that seems to be working out all right oh yeah, yeah, yeah. cinnamon uh, like in the fall i'll start doing like uh like pumpkin pie spice or apple pie spice mixed in there yeah. now we're talking yeah. my basic bitch comes out <laughs> uh, okay let's see what else i got here what are what are some challenges that you face in the coaching process? Like difficult clients. Um, obviously, I'm sure dealing with clients in like food specifically. You know, trying to have them spice that sort of stuff up. Um, what, what's kind of, what's kind of been like the biggest point? Um, I mean, it's just that, and then learning like just that. I mean, everyone's different, man. Like I can you can try the same thing on six different people, and it might only work for two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, just like a person to person thing and just learning that that learning curve of learning them uh, what works for that person individually. Um, I mean, I've had my fair like fair share of like, OK, this person's got some severe um, gut health issues like we need to figure out what the F is going on. Um, I've had my fair share of like high stress, like adrenal like dysfunction or adrenal fatigue where they're just tapped the fuck out, overly stressed, just run into the ground um, like inflammation to the nines. Um, so I've had my fair share of some like fun cases, um, that, that I've had to deal with or learn how to work around. Um, but I'm grateful for those two, because again, it is a younger coach or learning, um, that gives me the opportunity to, to learn from it. Um, and again, each person's different. So if someone's got adrenal dysfunction and you try something, it, it might work for, for them, but it might not work for the next person or a gut health issue. It, they're they're going to be solved in different ways. Um, so seeing as many or seeing as much as I can, uh, is always the approach that I, that I try to take is, um, just repetitions is a big thing with me where, um, if I want to do something, I'm, I'm not afraid to, to go at it. And I'm also not afraid to ask if I'm, if I'm either in over my head or, uh, if I need some help, I will definitely ask for guidance and see if I can pick up any tidbits or things or ways to learn my path through. But then for that next time, I know how to address 
I have, I have more tools in my kit to address that gut issue or more, more tools to address uh, any other issue I might run into. So it's not any one per se where I was like, oh, this was this is my toughest case. Um, but just seeing each person and their their own quality and problem, learning how to work through each person um, has been fun. But uh, it also it, it's a great, great thing for me to learn. Sure. If if there was one issue that we could get rid of as coaches, whether it's like GI problems or clients not adhering to like plans or clients just not training very hard, what would be one that you would want to just like never see ever again? Oh, <sighs> Adherence would be pretty damn nice, man. <laughs> <laughs> um the the show like the prep athletes they're generally especially if they've got like a stage deadline they're generally better but right uh, yeah might be adherence might take that cake man (laughs) i might be with you on that that's i don't know how many people you got on your roster but even even with just like the 40 or 50 that i got at the moment it's just like check in on time dude like it's it's not that hard gonna kill me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah if i could uh yeah uh, adherence and uh proper check-ins proper on time um copying the format like the questions oh, okay. that i there's like send me like five pictures and a weight and i'm like what do you want me to do with this <laughs> i can't help you help me how's your digestion good <laughs> thank you <laughs> well, what, what does that mean well i haven't pooped for two days but i feel pretty good eating you know that would have been nice to know when you know i asked the question <laughs> stress fine. yeah stress fine <laughs> my wife says fine too it's never fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it's it's yeah you know it's just it's i i think the hardest part for me and all this coaching stuff is really trying to get people to understand how how like communication needs to be and trying to really express to them what, what that needs to look like so just trying to give them as much much examples as possible just like one-liners one-liners ain't gonna cut it dude like i'm we're doing all this stuff online it's not like i see you every day in person i i need you to give me more information here you know what i'm saying it's just yeah that irks me <laughs> yeah little feedback would be nice yeah or so I'm, I'm guessing since you're a Matt guy too, that you're probably a WhatsApp guy. Yeah. Because, yeah. and I, I also, like, I interned under Jansen, and Jansen's a big uh, WhatsApp guy. So, yeah, between dude. those two, you, hop, you end up with WhatsApp. Yeah. That, I, I used I used to do email like a long time ago, and like, talk, even talking about like that format stuff, like trying to get somebody nowadays to copy and paste into an email was just absolutely atrocious. So what what's up, dude? It's it's just like a whole it's just a game changer, man. But I'm surprised more people don't use that. Well, it's just so easy. Like uh in an email chain, you ended up having to like go back emails to see like different photos where with like WhatsApp, I can literally pull them up on my phone, pull them up on my computer and put last week's next to this week's and like sit there and look and go back screen to screen and see them very easily to see like the progress or see what's going on or if I need if I need to see like any of the biofeedback or anything, I can scroll back really easily. Can you do you guys have a dog? We do. And 
He just found a squeak toy. <laughs> what kind of dog do you guys got? Uh, this is a German short hair pointer, and he is uh, he's quite high energy. Yes, he was, sleeping, but, uh, he was sleeping. My sister in law came home, so uh, he's he's awake and rowdy now. Oh, how long have you had him? Uh, he's six, so okay, he's but still plenty of energy in him. <laughs> Dense or uh, my wife's brother lives next door to us, so we live on the farm, so it's just a big old family compound essentially. So he's our neighbor, and um. He, he just got engaged. He actually gets married next week, but um, his fiance moved in and they, they have like two or three dogs just now running around all the time. Just, I can't even walk outside my house right now without getting attacked by like two golden retrievers. <laughs> so I, 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 I get the high energy thing. And then just like, or little Corgi Mac is just this fat little sausage at this point, just sleeps all day, just passed out. So yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> all right um yeah let's let's actually talk about training like um I, I, i'm guessing you're probably on the lower volume side of things too in terms of training yeah yeah lower volume um with beginners i find sometimes that uh a little bit of like maybe not high volume but uh a little more volume works i think better mm-hmm. um the beginners just uh i kind of think low volume works really well if you've developed like a really good like mind muscle connection um you can get a lot you you can train hard and you can get a lot out of those two top sets or three top sets or whatever it may be um whereas someone that maybe doesn't train as hard or doesn't have that good connection they're the beginners that are just learning um Yes, my my overall goal is to kind of transfer them and get them to the point where after like a lot of video review and, and seeing things, um, right. teaching them and spending some time with them, uh, generally I can transfer more to that lower volume, update their training plan um, and kind of teach them how to take a set to failure, or te- take a set a little bit deeper rather than um, just stopping at a number or stopping because it, it kind of starts to hurt a little. Um, but I think that having that volume in place in the beginning, um, you can get a little bit more, uh, fatigue out of the muscle. Um, whereas if like a fatigue that you or I, or someone could, someone with a little more advanced could hit, um, like four sets of quads and be absolutely just destroyed and cooked, um, a beginner or someone that doesn't take it as far, like you can maybe get away with six to eight, uh, like sets for quads where, they have a little bit more of a rep scheme and less trained to failure. And then just kind of over time, help them transition into that. Like, okay, we're going to, we're going to get serious here. But in the beginning, just kind of taking them through that. I think that works a little bit, but uh, generally, especially like my more advanced guys, I stay in that low volume world. Yeah. It's a, I, I really noticed that too. It's, I don't want to call it um, like covering your own ass or anything, but it's almost like you have to give them a little bit more just for them to see, see the results a little bit more right off the bat, especially if just, they just don't understand what that needs to look like yet. So it's like, yeah, we can, we can probably work with four or five sets of like light extensions here. You know, so you, pr- you probably don't know what, what a true set of failure looks like yet. So that's okay. So uh, yeah, I, I would say generally I'm, I'm pretty with you there. I, I think really, really for the most part, I've, I've done okay trying to get most of my athletes towards that lower 
slower sort of volume stuff, like I, I sure as hell can't train anything high volume anymore. I'm, I'm trashed after any of my days right now doing, doing maybe like six yeah. working sets. So I, I don't know about you. I just, just even thinking about in the past, like I have no idea how the hell I used to train like that, or you used to train like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And again, it's, I mean, when I was a beginner, I, I could do three, four sets of one exercise and not be fatigued, but I also, the intensity just wasn't there. Um, so I think that's kind of where that there's that trade-off that as you up that intensity, um, you can't really, like, you can't really do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, once you figure it out, I feel like it's, it, it just opens a whole lot to them for sure. What, uh, what do you think is kind of your lagging body part right now? Oh, that's my back. <laughs> There's no, my back is so far behind, man. Um, I'm six two, and I've got wide shoulders. So, um, filling out that frame, just, uh, my back, I came in with my back, like negative back, not even a back. <laughs> so, uh, it's been, a, it's been a constant process to try to bring that up. Um, I even flew down. Um, I flew down to work out with Matt for, uh, I think I stayed there for like a week. And our main focus was back, just trying to make those connections and figure out how to how to train back. So um, the connections are there now and everything. It's just time. And, and like I said, I have a big frame, so it takes a little more time to fill out. How, how much you weigh right now? Uh, 224 was my weight yesterday. I had a refeed or cheat meal, whatever you want to call it, uh, last night. Um, only up a little bit this morning. So um, 224 is probably the most accurate weight. Not a boy. You're, you're staying pretty lean too at 224. Yeah, we, so we, I got up to, uh, original offseason goal was to get up to 240. Uh, I got up to 238, but it wasn't a great 238 before my accident. Um, and then post accident, um, we've kind of been working our way slowly down um, and just kind of working on everything, just trying to get a little bit tighter. Uh, I believe the plan is to push up a little bit uh, more, but also try to keep some more of this leanness. Um, in my opinion, I tend to get uh, I tend to get a little fluffy quick. I'm, I'm with you there, dude. I'm, I'm with yeah. you. There. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you want some weight, I'll cut some off for you and send it to you because I, I need to I need to get down to your leanness, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so back back is kind of lagging. What, what's your favorite thing to train right now? His legs are back, man. I. Uh, the ones that that put the most damage where I where I can feel generally the like arms is great. I, I an arm pump's cool, but like you don't it's it's really hard to leave an arm day like feeling like you're dying where like you finish legs and you're like, oh shit, like <laughs> I might keep <laughs> like that's I love like leg day. Uh leg day's probably my favorite, but back's probably a close second. You um so I I know you're a tall guy too, so Hack squad, what's 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 your favorite leg day movement? Hack's probably my favorite. Uh, hack, maybe, mm, probably not. Mm. I rotate in like so. I do either hacks, pendulum, or heel elevated Smith squats, but I probably lean mm. towards the hack the most. Um, I get a lot out of the hack, uh, in my opinion. Well, what kind of? Oh, I just lost my train of thought. That sucks. Kind of pendulum. No, what kind of hack squats? Like, I, I would ask you what kind of pendulum. I would love to know what kind, but I also don't even know what that feels like because we ain't got Jack here. So, 
Uh, my only uh, thought process is trying to understand hack squad. <laughs> you have the uh, the pre core hack. Um, it's it's definitely a, one of the better hacks in, in my opinion as well. Um, and then uh, the pendulums the is the arsenal uh, pendulum squat, which uh, is great. But damn, that thing's heavy. And my training partners, he doesn't like the pendulum, so I probably go with that one less, just because I usually have someone with me on leg day. Mm. Um, so I generally end up he he can tolerate the hack better, so we generally end up with the hacks. Well, how do you feel about the whole reverse banding thing on that, bro? I went to war and with my gym for the damn reverse banding. It was bad for a while. <laughs> uh, like kids just put in the reverse band like they get the heaviest like thickest band they can find and slap that thing on uh slap that thing on and then they'll throw like five plates per side like i did five plates per side and did you have a gigantic band on there yes you had a slingshot pulling you out of the hole like my knees the are great bro <laughs> yeah exactly where the where the movement's the absolute toughest you got the most help um so, but I, if you are going to use a light band, you've got some like knee problems, like uh, 100%, like go for it, man. Like, or if you want to change that resistance profile, uh, I understand like a light band, but I, I do not understand the, uh, for a while, like, and people would leave them on the machine, which would drive me up, up a fucking wall that I'd have to pull that off before I like would use it with a client or with myself. Um, but again, if you're going to use one, um, I think it, it's becoming less trendy right now. Um, I think another people have talked shit on TikTok that now kids are starting to not do it. So I think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't see now, it. You know, I definitely don't see it as much. And uh, the uh, but again, I understand the purpose for it. I understand the use right. for it. Um, but use um, using the way that you see it now, where like it's a nice thin, like small band, just a little bit of assistance out of that hole, but not enough to like restrict the load so much that like you're just getting shot out of the hole with five plates on each side. Right. Um, you probably get a lot more out of that set if you just dropped it to two plates or three plates and and took it the same depth and and came out of the hole. Like it, you're probably going to get more results if you're if you're not using the ju- the world's largest band and you just lowered the load a little bit. Right. <laughs> right. So what what is your biggest uh, gym pet peeve right now? it's got to be the, like the re-racking the re-racking of the weights man um it's a constant battle out here I, I know most gyms probably have that problem um but it's especially as like a personal trainer when i'm training clients um if someone's left like two plates on a chest press like most cases my clients aren't putting up like two plates on chest press like I, i've got to pull both of those plates off for my 10 year old or 15 year old client that's just trying to be a better hockey player or something. I, I've got to pull off 90 pounds on each side just so that I can use the machine. So it ends up being, and I, some of these people are only on a 30 minute schedule. So I'm trying to go machine to machine and be efficient here. And mm-hmm. it, it ends up slowing down. So that's probably one. The, the, we don't have a huge problem with like the tripods or anything like that. Uh, oh, or good. like people shirtless. Um, I mean, there's tripods and stuff, but I think everyone at our gym is really respectful of like, Oh man, go ahead. Go like, go through. You don't get like the angry influencer that like, uh, is pissed off because someone walked in front of his camera in a public gym. Um, <laughs> right. so I don't think that's a problem. Our okay. I, that was going to be my next, my next question. Just cause like, I, I see them everywhere on like Instagram and stuff, but like Montana being Montana, like 
I might be yeah. the only one with like the only other tripod ever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> so most people are really respectful at our place. Like uh, I, I really haven't noticed or had any, I, I'm in management too. So like I do personal training management. Uh, uh, like I said, I'm part owner. So I don't, we're not getting like any flood of complaints of like, dude, this guy's got his camera. He's taking up five machines. Like he's filming. He got mad at me. Cause I like, we don't get any of that. I don't think. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that's good. So I know that's an epidemic freaking in a lot of places right now. Even when yeah. I was down to revive it, they were, they were kind of all over the place, but I mean, at the same time, that's kind of like the gym to do that, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So the, so you do a lot of PT stuff. What What's generally kind of like your demographic for that? Uh, I have a lot of like young athletes um, and then people. Uh, I have a lot of military and then people that just kind of want that um, either strength or like body transformation. I tend to stay in like the strength world, like where, where I'm best. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't uh, we have at my gym man. I tried to bring a trainer on for kind of everything that you would think of. Like I have uh, someone that does like functional rehab. Um, we have a sports performance guy that played in the NFL. Um, so we kind of grab we and I have a couple trainers that uh, work with like hormonal issues. Like I have I have a good cover of my bases. Uh, we have one that was former military. So anyone that we get that wants to do the military testing or anything like we have our bases covered. Um, so everyone can kind of stay in their, their lane and like, and do what they enjoy. We, when people, when clients come in, I kind of filter them to where they need to go or where I think they'd fit best unless they have already requested a trainer. Sure. Um, so I can kind of stay in the strength world. Um, which is why I have a lot of like the young athletes, the military guys that want to get back in shape. Um, I kind of stayed in, in my own little, little world, I guess. Um, and it seems to work well. No, awesome. It is there. Is there a general? I mean, you, maybe you don't even have to answer this, but like, is there is there a client that you like to work with more than others? I, I like the clients that want to be there. Um, I've, I've definitely had the clients that. Yeah, I've definitely had the clients that don't want, that don't want to be there. I can tell that like they're doing this because they think they should. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the clients that come in. Um, I don't want to say I train to like failure, but their version of failure. Um, I, I don't, uh, I'm not like running them into the ground, but I use a lot of like facial cues, uh, like rep cadence, like how is it slowing down and stopping them where, and it's different per person where I know that they're not, uh, they're not overly beaten, but, uh, or reform starts to break down. I'll stop them too. But, uh, I generally try to push them pretty hard. Um, so getting that out of the ones that don't really want to be there in general, um, they're just looking for that. Like, Hey, I want to say that I went to the gym and worked with my trainer today. Um, those are the ones where I'm like, all right, like we're, we're one, we're not a good fit and two, like I have no problem helping, uh, and doing and catering to kind of what they're looking for. Um, but the ones that actually like want to be there and want to push, um, they, they, I'm able to teach them more, um, show them new moves because they, they want to invest that time into, to learning new things where the one you can tell that there's some that just want to come in get a workout in and get like, get out the door. Yeah, no, absolutely. That that's a good trainer. That's what you like to hear right there. Want the people that work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same with my coaching, man. I, I want the people that want to show. Like, I don't want to chase. I don't want to chase you around and make you. Like, I don't want to have to. I'm not your babysitter. Um, I don't want to chase you around and, and try to get compliance or get you to check in. Like, that's not my job. My job is to is to keep you on the right track and motivate you. 
but my job is not to like, I'm not, I'm not your babysitter. I'm not holding your hand. Um, come here ready to work and, and ready to follow the program or, or what we have to do that day and give it, give me your all. Um, you give me your all, I'll give me my all. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Man. That, that's, that's really as a coach, all you want to see, right. Is why, why you show up at that point? You know what I mean? I can't reiterate that enough to some people. It's like, why are you here? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I can only, I can, I can only help compliance. I can't, uh, like if you come to me and you're like, well, I'm up six pounds. I had four cheat meals last week. Like, what, what do you want? What do you want me to say? Like, what do you want? What do you want me to do with that information? I can't, I can't help. like the, the That's best I can do. Specific. Did that happen once? Oh, bro. I've, I've seen it all. <laughs> but like, I had a kid when I first started, dude, he would, he would legit have three to four fast food meals a week. Like every week I would harp on him. Like, bro, like you've got to cut down the fast food. Like he lost like a certain number of weight. I forget how much weight he had lost. He lost a certain number of weight. He was comfortable with where he was, but we drug on for like two months of him. Like, yeah, I had McDonald's, Wendy's, uh, he was honest every time. So, I mean, I can't fault his honesty, but every time, like I was, just, I was literally just giving the same pep talk every week, like brother, like, I want you to get to the next level. This is what I need you to do. Like, let's do one, one cheat meal. Like I even tried two. like, let's just do two. Like maybe at one of those, you get something a little bit healthier. Like I understand shit happens, but like, go get a Chick-fil-A wrap or something. Like don't get five sandwiches. So and, stick with an egg white delight, dude. Just, just something simple, man. <laughs> yeah. We drug on, we drug on for like two, three months of like, three to four fast food, like absolute, not even like I had a sushi, like I had sushi this week. It was like the junkiest of the junk, like RB sandwich. And it just, like I said, I've seen it all. You, huh? you, you have to hit a pretty like low, low in your life to say, I'm going to go <laughs> to Arby's, dude. I'm going to go get a roast beef sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh my mystery god. meat man mystery meat <laughs> yeah dude who knows what that what that shit is oh my god well would you consider that well let me ask this what what is probably your worst client check-in you've seen story-wise That's that's probably up there, man, just because it drug on for so long. And it was like two months of just like a fast food barrage. And, and it, it got to the point where like he wasn't really putting on like weight. We had built his metabolism up enough. And I don't know if he was skip- like, I don't know if he was skipping other meals. I've, I've changed my like uh, my check in questions. That was a long time ago, but I've changed my like questions to get out of them if they're like missing meals or anything like that. But uh, I don't know if he was like skipping other meals to compensate for those, but he wasn't gaining weight he was just not progressing. And you could tell like if he had like a five guys or uh, like McDonald's, like the day or two before you could like look at him and be like, that gut is still definitely holding a lot of McDonald's. Um, but his weight stayed pretty, pretty consistent. But uh, other than that, and there's not really any, like, I don't really have any like horror stories or anything like that. Um, that was probably just one of the, it got to be funny, man. It did like, I literally, we were, I would just joke with him at that. Like it, towards the end, it was just like, what do you want me to do, man? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> to at least put Mac sauce on it or something. At least make it taste good. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
Let me see. Do you do you got any clients uh, coming up soon competing? Yeah, I actually have a I have a husband and wife that uh, that compete. The wife competed back in April, and she got second in her class. Um, we had a pretty short prep. We kind of crammed it in there. Um, so we could have been a little bit tighter. That's our goal uh, this this time around. Um, but I think she has the structure that she uh, she can do well. Uh, so we have uh, we have nationals with her. We're gonna go to that December nationals, um, B nationals, and then uh, her husband competes in mid November. So we have him in mid November, and then uh, that's it for the year. I just have those two left. Nice. Okay. How long have they been with you? These relatively new ones. Um, the wife came to me December or November of the previous year from another coach, um, had some issues that we had to clean up, cleaned up the issues. And then she took a little bit of a break away, uh, around Christmas time and then, uh, came back to me in January. So we wanted to do prep, um, and we kind of gave it our all and, Went in and then her husband, right after her show in April, he hopped on board and he wants to compete, wanted to compete at the end of the year. So nice. uh, we're working our way down. I think we're eight or nine. I think we're nine weeks out or eight weeks out right now. Um, Hell yeah. She's like 13, 12, 13. Badass, dude. Yeah. Best of luck, man. That's really cool. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, okay. So kind of, kind of last question I got for you, but um, in terms of like goals and, for like your own bodybuilding career or coaching, like what does that kind of look like? Um, goals, my own career wise. Um, it's, it's really just at this point, learn as much as I humanly possibly can, um, for my size and, and everything. I don't think that, um, like going pro is something that I'm like my size genetics and everything. I don't think that going pro is in, in like my bag of tricks. Um, it's more or less me just doing as much as I can. Uh, I learn something every time I, uh, like I'm in prep or every time I, I do any, anytime Matt makes an adjustment, I'm, I'm learning every time. Um, so just using kind of myself as like a Guinea pig, um, getting those reps in, that's kind of my goal for myself is just using myself as a Guinea pig, learning things, uh, and things that I can take to my actual clients. Um, client wise, I, I'm really just looking to, to increase, of course, client load. Um, and be able to take more athletes to stage. Um, of course, doing the best that I can each time, um, being able to work in any situation, or if I have problems during prep, knowing how to get in and out of those, um, each time. So, uh, just kind of learning the ins and outs of absolutely every facet of it. Um, so that I can get to the level of, of those upper level coaches, um, and be looked at as, as one of those like top tier coaches where they, they look and they're like, okay, like, this is a name I know. Um, right now I'm relatively for the most part, I, I have some like out of staters, but, uh, for the most part, I'm relatively local. Um, and it's people that know me from this area. Um, but I want it to be to the point where, um, I'm known forked up, forked up nutrition's known or Mr. Forked up's known where they're like, ah, that that's a good coach. Like, um, this person worked with them. They did a great job. Like I'm going to go sign with him. Um, that's kind of the goal is just to keep expanding from where I'm at now, uh, and pushing outward a little bit. How do you think that's going for you? It's going well, man. Like, again, I start, dude, when I started this, uh, I was doing, I was charging like $0 just doing, like, I was doing as many lifestyle people, um, con like contests, like 10 week blitzes, eight week blitzes, 
Uh, I coach so much for free just to try to get my name out there, just to, just for people to be like, I lost this much weight with this guy. Um, and then I just kept progressing myself into into higher level um, like clientele and and more people. Um, and as I did, I, I, I up my prices. Uh, and I would just keep raising prices as as I got more knowledge and as I got better and and I knew that I could provide the results. Um, I just kept progressing prices to to get to a higher price point. Um, but again, I'm not afraid to. That's that's one of the things I, I'm not afraid to do is I'm not afraid to work for free. Um, if, if there's something that I see that uh, that's that's beneficial for me, uh, my first year of competition prep, I found uh, and it was actually advice from Matt. Uh, I don't think he told me to do it for free, but. Uh, <laughs> Matt did tell, like, I was like, Matt, how did you get into competition coaching? Like, what, what's, what's the trick, man? Like, I, I want, I want to do that. Uh, and he just said, man, find some people in your gym, like find people in your gym and approach them. And that's what I did. I, I literally found three people. I, I've seen them lift. I knew they could lift and I knew that they, uh, that they had a good physique and, uh, I, Hey, I'm going to coach you or ask them if they'd be interested in doing competition coaching. Um, and asked, Hey, like, I'm going to do this at no charge. Like, do you want to do this? Uh, and I had three, I had four people that said yes. And three that made it, uh, one life kind of got in the way and they had to down buddy one day life got in the way and they kind of had to, uh, they had to step back, but the other three made the stage and did really well. Um, so again, it just got me that, uh, I don't want to say like proof of concept where, um, just showing that I can do. And again, I, I after I did that, like I've shown, I can do it. And, and my price has changed. Uh, I'm, I don't work for free. Um, but again, I just wanted that shot. Um, and they were younger kids. So I knew that they don't like the younger kids aren't going to have this big, uh, like competing is expensive enough as it is. Like they don't have like enough to spend, uh, hundreds of dollars on a coach. Um, so it gave them a shot to fulfill a goal that they wanted to fill. And it gave me a shot to show what I could do. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of how I was able to progress. And, and again, just keeping, just keep, keep going again, like, this year I've had a pretty good year with, with all my clients going to stage. Um, again, a couple more left to knock off the list, but, uh, just letting my work speak for itself, I think is going to do, do the talking essentially where, um, those transformation photos or those, uh, those photos, those stage shots are what. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. Well, if it's any, if it's any indication from me watching your stuff, I, I think you're doing a hell of a job. So, I, I, I think you, I think you've done pretty fucking good. So you keep that shit up. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, dude. Of course. If you if you had to give any any sort of advice, like whether it's bodybuilding, um, if you really want to go deep, life. What one piece of advice for somebody? Be a sponge. Be a sponge, and and just just soak up as much information as you possibly can. Um, I really like using like trusted sources. Um, I have never been the guy to like, just go and read a bunch of stuff on the internet or, or like uh, a bunch of stuff on YouTube, unless I know and trust like the source that it's coming from. Um, that was a big part of how I started. I like Matt was just literally, um, we were doing calls weekly and I was just asking him questions of like how to uh, different questions that just came to my mind during the week. Um, but then again, he had given me a list of like guys on YouTube, like, Hey, these are, these are guys that he trusts go watch their videos and go learn from them. Um, so just grabbing people you trust and, and just working off of and learning from them. Um, mm -hmm. and then just kind of progressing through that and, and don't stop. Um, that's the biggest thing. Like, uh, keep reinvesting. 
um, whether it costs money or your time, just keep reinvesting both of those things to progress yourself further. Um, like, uh, worked with, uh, of course, I, Berzakad has helped me st- immensely. Um, I interned under Jansen. Um, now I'm interning under, uh, or mentoring under Austin Stout. Um, I, I'm just not afraid to grab people that I trust and, and learn from them. Um, one of my buddies, the guy that I actually sent you, um, Zach, he's helped me immensely this year. He's posed all of my guys. I've learned a lot from him this year. Um, so it's me just usually finding, and like I said, being a sponge, I'm not afraid to ask questions. If, if it's something like, I think I got this, I do like bouncing ideas off of other people, um, and just kind of learning what their approach would be. And then if they give me approach that's different than mine, why, what's, why do you do that? Um, and then taking that tidbit of information and then for that next client, okay, maybe I'll try their way and shit, their way is better. Like just being a sponge and taking things from, from multiple sources. So you're learning different styles, different methods, seeing which ones work best for you, um, applying them in different settings. But again, never stop being a sponge. Um, just always soaking up information. Like, and I tried to, like, I've tried to explain this to like, um, a lot of people is like scrolling Instagram. Like if I scroll Instagram and again, mindless scrolling, yes, I'm, it's probably not as efficient, but even Instagram, like if you're in the, like the bathroom or whatever, you're scrolling on Instagram, I might see a video from like, uh, I don't know, like hypertrophy coach or something. I'll take the two minutes to watch that hypertrophy video, um, or what it may be. And like, Oh shit, well, that's a really good way to do the hack squat or whatever exercise he's showing that day. Mm-hmm. Um, like even in the downtime, like if I'm in the car, like the podcast, a bodybuilding podcast is on of some sort. Now, sometimes it might be one that's half serious, but those serious moments, like making sure that I'm paying attention and maybe picking things up here and there. Um, just like I said, be a sponge. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to, you want to have like, like you were saying before, I have the biggest toolbox possible, right? You want, you don't just want a screwdriver. You want to have all the different, all the different heads of screwdrivers, right? You want to have, you want to have all exactly. the different nuts, nuts and bolts and hammers and shit. So exactly. That, that really good advice, man. Very good advice. Of course. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of all I got. I, re- I really just wanted to take time to kind of really introduce you and make sure you have some sort of platform as well to kind of share some of your thoughts and just for people to get to yeah. know more. Um, kind of in the future too. Um, and I'm pretty sure I told you how I want to make sure to have other, have more like an actual coach's corner sorts of, sorts of discussion. So like, I like to think that some of us know what, know what we're talking about, or at least have some sort of bits of information we can maybe share and help with other people. So I'd love to have you back on at some point, man. So, yeah, man, of course, of course. I, the, the, was the bodybuilding podcast. I used to do a lot of those like coaches corners where he'd bring on like Jansen and, and all those guys. And those were, I listened to all those too, just because mm-hmm. all those guys have such different methods um, just listening to them and like Fuad asking questions like, so what's your, why do you do your protein like this? Or what are you using in prep situations with this? And those guys obviously aren't giving away all their, all their tips and tricks, but uh, a general like broad stroke of the pen. Uh, they're not giving you the fine highlight details, but enough information that they were informative and they were, they were fun to listen to. Um, so I think that would definitely be something that would be awesome um, to have on your channel, man. Yeah, shoot. I mean, I- I, I don't know how you really got started, but I mean, that's really how I got started learning was just the astronomical amount of YouTube videos, just podcasts, just trying to, like you said, so, soak up as much information as possible. So 
Um, oh yeah, I, YouTube and Berserkot, man. I have I have like a, oh, yeah. a notebook here somewhere with like I'd write just over the week, man. I would just literally write like questions, and it was I think it was like every week or every other week or something. I'd have a call with Berserkot, and it would just be like, hey, uh, this is my questions this week, and we just run through that damn list of all the questions and me writing my answers down or writing like he'd be like, oh no, you need to research this. Um, I have that notebook floating around here somewhere of all my like original questions when I first started, which it's cool to have. I have it some, it's somewhere here. You hold on to that for uh, like 20 more years. That'll be worth some cash. I bet with, with all I have. <laughs> <That'd be awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, what, where's the, where's the best place to kind of get a hold of you for people, people watching. Uh, Instagram's probably the best. Um, it's uh Mr. Period forked underscore up. Um, so, or if you just type in Mr. Forked up, I'll probably come up. Um, Instagram is probably the best where I'm the most diligent with like my messages and, and everything. Um, and of course I have my webpage. If, if there's anyone that is looking for inquiries, it's uh forkedupnutrition.com. Um, there's me and my wife on there. Um, if someone's any, anyone looking for like a female coach as well, um, she doesn't do competition prep currently, but, uh, most of those are all of those I handle. Um, but, uh, Instagram is probably if you have questions or anything like that, or just looking for, um, I don't do a ton of like training content or anything like that. Um, I, that's kind of, I don't, just don't, I don't, I, I associate it with work. Um, and I guess, yes, this is my job, but, uh, training is also one of those things that I really enjoy. Um, that's a great part of my day. Uh, and I found out when I chased myself with a camera or like a tripod, um, and I was trying to set up the shot so that I could like, do and again i'll still every now and then put up like a video that i, I happen to record for like matt or something and and might highlight a couple points but in the most for the most part i really hated chasing myself with a tripod so i don't put a ton of content out on on things like that but i will do from time to time like q and a's um some serious some funny um but i do q and a's from time to time um and then my my clients are always on there um so i'm always sharing my like clients content so you can always see my work nice right on well well, man, it was, it was freaking great to actually like talk to you in person. You know, it's a, I know it's, I've kind of, got, kind of gotten to know you a little bit this year, just trying to reach out about Bergecott too. So glad we're, yeah. uh, glad, glad we're kind of connected now with that too. So yeah, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. It's been awesome. Absolutely, man. Th thank you again for taking your time. And uh, yeah, let's, let's do it again sometime. Man. Go get some more food in the, that's exactly what I'm doing, man. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. All right, brother. Well, you you have a great day, and uh, hopefully it still rains out, so you don't have to go put in any any fucking fence right now. So, well, it's a tropical storm. We're good for the whole weekend, oh, buddy. <laughs> good, dude. <laughs> Solid, boss. Uh, have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. Right, man, take See ya. How do I end this guy? Just end meaning for all. Okay.